This is the Influencers Network podcast. I'm Brian Craig, your host. I'm the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries out of uh, Bentonville, Arkansas. But I've, once again, I'm on the road, uh, gone down south, down to our brothers down in Austin, Texas, and uh, uh, they are finishing their first journey group, and uh, I've been hearing great stories about it, and uh, came down to see, see it for myself, and I've got the three co-guides of the journey group with me that we're going to interview today. I've got James Mosley, who uh, was the, the champion who uh, saw the vision, and uh, we'll, we'll hear from James in a minute. Uh, he'll, he'll tell a little bit how this all got started. And uh, I've got Keith Ross and uh, Mike Hardcastle, and uh, they can each kind of give you a little little bit of a window into what happened down here in Austin and the fire that has started here. So, uh Anyway, welcome guys. Um, James, I'm going to start with you and just uh, let's talk a little bit about how this whole thing got started and uh, I want you to tell a little bit of the story and, and even how it kind of got put on hold at first and what, just tell them what's happened. Yes sir, a, uh, a, a local pastor uh, asked me if I would uh, do a men's retreat for his men at his church and so uh, Keith and myself and a few other men from, from our small church here met with the men from that church on a Friday evening through Friday night to half a day Saturday for a men's retreat. And so that Friday evening when we got there, uh, Keith and Henry gave me their room and uh, said, we think you may need some room you know, to have the room by yourself so you can spend some time in the Word and get ready for us, right? So you can come and do your little speech or whatever. So they left me in the room, and uh, that evening I turned the TV on, and I'm watching the television, uh, CBN, Paul Crouch, and uh, I saw uh, Pete McKenzie talking to Paul Crouch, or whoever the person was that was doing the interviewing, and uh, Pete was talking about the journey. And I'm going, man, this sounds interesting. I really, I'd like to know more about this. Well, I turned the TV off. And uh, I get ready for the Friday evening. About like, like 8, 30, 9 o'clock, we, we came together. And I do the little do. And I did not know that the head elder of that church uh, had had a 30-year relationship with Pete McKenzie. <laughs> it just blew my mind. I had no idea, right? And... Uh, I was so excited about what I heard about the journey, but I didn't think any more about it. And it was later on when I was talking to uh, Fisk. Tom Fisk. Tom Fisk, right. Yeah. And Tom told me that uh, he had known Pete McKenzie, that Pete McKenzie was his spiritual advisor over 30 years. And I said, who would have thought, right? And so at some point in time, I ordered the journey material. It came, and I was all excited about it. And I tried as I told different men about it, men in my Friday morning men's group. and uh, But everything fizzled. Nothing happened. And I was, I was despondent about it. So I just kind of put a road band around it and put it, put it on the shelf and uh, didn't think any more about it. And 
meeting here in my home on Sunday mornings. Uh, Mike, I think that part of the story is way too long. But anyway, there was a young a young lady that uh, Mike works with that was meeting here with us on Sunday mornings. And I had no idea that Mike worked. I didn't know. It had been 20 years since I'd seen Mike, mm. right? And so she was meeting with us here on Sunday mornings. I was driving for Uber. That's how I met her. Mm. Four o'clock on a Monday morning, right? <laughs> I pick her up as a fare, and I take her to the airport. And uh, she and a friend of hers praying in the back, right, about some issues they were going through. And um, uh, I gave her my card, my uh, Uber card. And I said, listen, there's a fellowship that meets in my home on Sunday mornings. If you have a mind, when you get back, just give us a call and then, then come by. And sure enough, when she got back in town, she did. And after two, three months of meeting with us, she works with Mike, right? And I had no idea. And so uh, she invites Mike and Mike comes. And when he comes to the door, when he comes to the door, the, the, the first time he comes, my wife and I owned a cleaning company 20 years ago. And we used to clean their Mike and his wife's carpet. <laughs> And he comes to the door, and as soon as I, as soon as he makes me know who he is, the Lord said, "Now is the time for the journey." Mm. And I just, I, it just took my breath away that the Lord would speak to my heart that way, right? Mm -hmm. And it was, it was perfect. It couldn't have worked any different. And so it's something God started. He started. I tried to start it. I've just, you know how you do. You just all gung ho, and you want to do it, but it wouldn't work. But mm. the Lord has put this together. It's mm. just been amazing. It mm. has been, yeah, yeah. So you guys are coming up on your commencement in a few weeks. Yes, and, we are. Yes, we and are. You've had uh, six or seven guys go through it with you guys, the three of you, and yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. so James, and, and for all of you out there, James, James is a pastor uh, and and leads a home fellowship, as he just said in, in his group. But uh, talk about what it's done for you personally. Um. I truly believe that I've known the Lord. I've had a close walk with the Lord for a long time. But I had never walked this close with this many men, not as a pastor, but as a brother, as a friend. And guiding hasn't been what I thought guiding was. I thought guiding was orally leading and facilitating you go do this and you go do that and you do this that's not what guiding is guiding is having absolutely no control over what a person says or does and loving them right where they are and being made it made known clear to you by the lord this is what you're going to do because you love me mm. and you're going to love them because you love me and I had never experienced that at this level before. And I don't think many pastors have. I just don't think so. I don't think so. So it's transformed my life. It's transformed my relationship with the Lord. It's caused me to look at men in a whole new way from a servant leadership perspective. Not so much telling men what to do, but praying for those men before the Lord and seeing the Lord show those men what to do. That's been <laughs> profound. It has been. It has been. That's been amazing. Mm. It has been. And so it's changed me as a person. It's changed me as a husband. It's changed me as a father. It's changed me as a man. Mm. And I, 
I absolutely know in my heart, I don't have to have control. The Lord really does have control. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> he has control. Yes, mm. sir. And it's, it's been amazing to witness it. I can't wait to do it again. Uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait to do something. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, let me bring in a couple of these other guys. So, Keith, uh, you've known James for a while as well, right? Yeah. And part of his fellowship, is that yeah. right? Yeah, about eight years. So, about, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell yeah. a little of your perspective coming in as a co-guide and, and what, what it was like going through the journey. I mean, we, we talked earlier. You weren't too sure what this was all about <laughs> at first. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's just... Um, since since I've started coming to meet with James in this this group, you know, I've experienced intimacy with the Lord and intimacy with the group in a way that I think a lot of people um, that are kind of in the institutional churches don't get, right? And the, a lot of the material that's out there, I think, is, um, you know, along those same lines, right, where it's uh, it just doesn't have the depth that I think um, a lot of people uh, need to experience, you know, walking with the Lord and everything, right? So... I mean, really, just as I was looking at the uh, the material and the allegory and everything, I was like, you know, I think the structure looks good. And, you know, James, I felt like uh, the Lord had really called him uh, for us to get into this. And I'm like, you know, wherever you go, I'm with you, brother. Right? So, like, <laughs> you trusted James. The Lord has called me to walk with this man, right? Mm-hmm. And if the Lord is uh, calling him to this, I'm, I'm with him, right? Okay. And uh, uh, so us three started to meet and pray on a weekly basis uh, that the Lord would bring the group together. And as I saw that start to form, I'm like, okay, the Lord is doing this. Mm-hmm. As long as the Lord is doing it, right, I'm, yeah. I'm in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, even as we started to get into the material, like, as it started to unfold, it's almost like, you know, an onion where it's like you peel that back one layer and then there's another and another. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, it was about, I think, three months ago that I was just reading through it and I just, like, stopped and was almost brought to tears and it just it just hit me you know like where we talk about i hear you guys talk a lot about the process and those types of things and i really just look back on it i think i was flipping through the book right having to, i was going to research or look at some things i had written earlier on <laughs> and i just was looking back at how intentional uh you know the laying of the foundation is yeah and it, yeah, it is just very yeah. very thorough and yes. i was just brought to tears and was like just really believed you know that the lord uh definitely gave rocky the the guidance on how to build this out and and it's been profound for us and uh you know we we've seen men and women come over these years kind of on a you know one one and two basis and seen them the lord transform uh transform them but with this group we've had one group of men and we've watched the entire group transform before our eyes mm-hmm. at the same time, yes. which has been just phenomenal. Yes. And I'm not, yes. you know, I'm not talking about like I've been saved and, you know, temporarily on fire. I'm talking like life transformation. It's, yes. it's been amazing. Yes, really it has. Yeah. yes, it has. How about you personally? What, what's some personal takeaways for you? <laughs> you know, I think uh, I think James said it this way one time, right, where, you know, we were going through some stuff. We were going through Covenant a while back, right? And he was talking about how, you know, when you're putting on the roof, you know, you want to nail down all the corners and get it done, you know, real, real tight, right? And, uh, you know, it's back to that foundation of just really making sure that um, you understand, you know, God's heart for you and making sure that you are walking in intimacy with him and abiding with him and all of those things, right? And I think, you know, I've been walking with the Lord and we've gone through some some great materials and he's been with me through some some pretty crazy things, you know, over the years. But yeah, I mean, the last year it's been, uh, 
there's really not any words for it. It's just been profound, right? And um, just the way that he's transformed my heart as a husband, as a leader, you know, in my work uh, and and the men that we're walking with. And yeah, I mean, just being changed the right along with them and seeing the Lord just reveal things uh, from different perspectives. And I, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to put into words, right? But it's it's been it's been uh, quite profound, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that the Lord has just really showed that He is my sufficiency, like truly and everything. And you know, walking in that surrendered, abiding relationship is critical. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think just being intentional about it and in this way has been a blessing. And uh, you guys can't see on the podcast, but Keith's a young man and uh, has a brand new baby. So a new opportunity to learn to live it out at home with his wife, his new baby boy. 13 weeks. 13 weeks. 13 weeks. Wow. Wow. New new opportunity. So uh, God's getting ready for some good stuff. So yeah. Well, let's bring Mike into the conversation, Mike Hardcastle, and uh, tell a bit about you and how you got involved and and what, what it's done for you or what you've seen. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a, a business degree and have been serving in the church for 30, 35 years and uh, um, done a little bit of every men's group there possibly is to do, every sort of discipleship. I, I think I have a, a gifting for discipleship. I, I enjoy it and um, never, ever have I ever seen anything like the journey for true transformation. Um, and not only for those that you're working with, but it transformed me. Um, I, I think probably one of the biggest things that, that really has shown up for me is I don't think I've ever been taught how to abide. I've heard that it's important. I kind of said, okay, yeah, you just kind of serve God. And so my model of abiding was doing and uh, when we got through the uh, the spiritual gifts and walked through the fact that abiding produces fruit, and then out of the fruit, God's calling comes, and you serve out of that calling once you're enabled, I got it all backwards. And so I was trying to poke a, a wet noodle, you know, up a hill or whatever, and it just wasn't working. Um, and I know a number of guys in our group definitely had that model backwards too, because they come into it with a good heart. Uh, thinking I'm supposed to obey God, I'm supposed to know His Word, I'm supposed to teach, I need to go serve, I need to go do, but it's empty, 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 and it's dead, and nothing's happening inside of you, and it's frustrating, and because under under all that, your spiritual life isn't really working, um, there's nothing to transport or to communicate to someone else because it's not really working for you. You, you feel like you're kind of a fake and uh, so in this process, um, God kind of helped me twist that back around and say, okay, I'm all about being loved by God first and in relationship with Him. And then He's going to do the rest of the work to get me to where I need to do. It's not my work, it's His work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been huge. I, I, like James said earlier, visited with a friend of mine, wasn't sure why I was coming, and fought the Lord to come here and realized when I pulled up a little early that I knew this gentleman that was leading this and that was leading this church and that he had actually served my wife and I. Uh, my first wife had passed away and, and they were uh, cleaning the carpets and he'd come and pray with her. And it was just this 
amazingly beautiful thing. She would call me and tell me, you know, this this guy's cleaning our carpets, a pastor, and he's praying with me and ministering to me. And I was like, that is so cool. And so I had met James one time, I think, and the name was in my mind. I'd heard him on the radio. I show up here, and God had already told me I'm sending you there for a reason. And I'm like, why? I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I'm going to church. I'm going to a you know four or five hundred person church. I love it. And I'm not going to want to go to the small group. And no, 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 no. And he's like, you need to go. And so I show up and I realize, wow, I know this man and I know his wife, and that's crazy. And I had just been served papers in my second marriage for being divorced. And so I was coming into this going, okay, well, maybe it's something about this divorce thing I'm going through. And um, two or three weeks later, James calls me and says, uh, Hey, can you come over to the house? Uh, I want to talk to you about something. And I was like, sure, sure. And so I show up and he's like, hey, I uh, I just felt like the Lord put it on my heart. I've got some discipleship material. And I said, I'll do it. He's like, what? You don't even know what I'm going to say. I said, I know what you're going to say because God's already told me. I just didn't know it was going to happen. He's going to do something in a small group discipleship setup. And he's already told me, I'll do it. And he's like, dude, you don't even know what I'm talking about. So he said, let me show you the influencer stuff. <laughs> and so I walk over and he goes through and I was like, okay, I'm on. I'm on board. Let's do it. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I already I already know that that's, that's what we need to do. And uh, so God has massively transformed me through... Um, one of the, you know, one of the most difficult trials I've ever been through, um, and has delivered me from depending upon things and people of this world to make me happy and to find meaning to delivering me unto himself. And that deliverance is one of the most amazing things that's ever happened to me and has given me such freedom and such joy and uh, such ability to kind of like James was saying to learn to let go and learn to trust him and see that he's doing what he's doing and I can trust myself to him I can trust others to him he produces the output it's not me producing the output to get his approval and if I do a good job he accepts me so that's been that's been life-changing for me so Amen. for real there yeah. was a there was a couple of things that, that came to my mind so you're asking about you know what's it produced in my life and uh two two things came up after i had a uh, just the lord just kind of brought to my mind the spiritual gifts part um i thought was was amazing uh because again that was one that you know i think sometimes can get uh, uh a little over uh zealous you know within some of the groups and everything but like, I think the way that we went through the process of identifying them and then, you know, again, being intentional about them and everything. And uh, I I had faith and encouragement in, in mine, and I got an opportunity to see <clears throat> how the Lord has used those even in this group. Big time. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Big time. And yes. just trusting yes. the Lord, yes. you know, yes. using that gift of faith to trust the Lord for my family, for myself, for, for the people in this group and everything, and then to encourage. And, uh, you know, for a while... Um, I, you know, I've, I've been walking with the Lord and I've definitely given my life to him and I'm like, okay, am I supposed to go preach now? Like, what's the deal? Right. And James had told me at one point, he's like, no, the Lord has you right where he needs you, right where he wants you to be. And that's out in the, in the business place. So to hear you guys talk about that, how this, this is how it got started was really, uh, neat. And I've actually started to take some of that out and, uh, been interacting with some of the people at my workplace as well. And it's, it's really been a blessing. I think the, the other one is, uh, talks a lot about the sacred responsibility of a guide. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so you mentioned my son earlier, and I'm glad you brought that up, right? Because my wife has gone through a pregnancy through most of this, right? And then my son has come, and the Lord is brings that those words to my mind constantly about the sacred responsibility of a guide yeah, is not only yeah, to these yeah. men, right? But it's also to my family. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's been awesome. Yes, yes, yeah, we always yes. tell that's that's the first place yes, yeah, it is. that you yes, live it, it is. out. Yes, and, and, and I'm, that's right. I'm so glad that that's very clear because I think a lot of times it gets backwards. Twisted. Yeah. Yeah. We're it's out flipped, saving the world flipped. and then our families oh, get the yeah, leftovers, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I I mentioned that this mic and, and I mentioned that... Um, I had just gone through a divorce right when I was starting this group. And uh, I think the the happy story to the end of that is that God is beginning to put that back together. And I fully expect uh, a reconciliation. I went on the first date with my wife in 18 months or more last Friday. So right in the middle of the journey, right during the expressing and loving your wife as Christ loves the church. There's just no, there's no doubt that this is, God-led, Spirit-led. It's crazy how aligned everyone is in their own particular thing to a particular lesson. And it's just, we've had uh, three or four career changes in our group and in job changes. And so it's just amazing to watch God take people to the exercise room, basically. And you get a little word in you, now we're going to go pump it out and then give you a little rest time, and then we're going to come back and eat some more and just build that up until we're ready to go into this intimate relationship with Him where there's just this release, and uh, it's been a blessing. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Well, you know, uh, we we spend a lot of time just praying about God. Where do you want us to take the journey? What, what cities, you know, what, what are you doing? We, you know, we don't, uh, we don't strategize like businessmen and pick the biggest, most populated cities and the biggest churches and try to get appointments with a senior pastor. We just trust the Lord. And I love the story of Austin, how even, even though you were discouraged, I mean, you know, and you had to wait two years, James, Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but then now was the right season. It's obvious. What's, you know? what's amazing is I called up, the first year, I called up to the home office, and I talked to Bob. Uh, Bob Brown, maybe? Or? Maybe Bob Brown, but who, 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 whoever I talked to, they, they told me how much the California uh, convention was, how much it would cost to attend. And at that time, I, I, I just, I felt like the Lord had abandoned me, right? Because he, I mean, I didn't have the money to go, and they were talking about all the pastors. You know, the pastors were, were going to be there, and and uh, I was just a few days away from time of the conference, and it came and went, and I had to hurry and put the material up because I I just didn't know which way to go. I didn't know what what God was doing, and I had no idea. And all I knew in my heart was I had to wait and trust Him. That's all I knew. Mm. And I literally put the material up. I put a rubber band around it and put it in the cabinet and shut the cabinet door. And I said, when you're ready, I'll know. I think, I think I think put in a plug for the uh, conference or the uh, the large gathering. We all three went together. Uh, this last year, this last year, yeah. and not the, the deal in, back in Northwest Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, and so not only. Not only did God allow us to do this group together, and this was the first time with these guys that I've been together with them, so I've been growing with them, 
but the drive down there and the time in the conference with them and coming back and, and worshiping and meeting all those guys there was phenomenal. And, you know, I hope, hope we get to do it again yes. and I hope I get yes. to take well, the whole crew yes, with us this yes, time. Yes. Driving distance yeah. is beautiful. We, May of 2019, it's on the calendar. We plan on doing the next national conference with everybody every it, other year. So It uh, was priceless. Mm. It was and that's a crazy retreat center, too. It's absolutely gorgeous. Listen, Great food, by the way. <laughs> the, the flame on the candle for me was the baptisms. Amen. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. man. To see mm-hmm. men that had known the Lord for years, see the Lord rekindle his fellowship with these men, and they give their lives back to the Lord. And after years of being away from him, and he would fire them and give them the, the the courage to turn to him and give their lives back to him and someone to, they just want to be baptized yeah, they right. felt like they needed to be baptized mm. and I, I mean it was just amazing to see that over and I, i've got pictures on my phone i, I just <laughs> took the videos mm. he and was I, showing everybody when he got back <laughs> <laughs> that was just uh, it's just it's a it lifetime experience yes it, was. yes it was well let me my last question for you guys is um what what is the spiritual climate in Austin, and and what do you see? Why do you think God may be bringing the journey to Austin? I mean, this is the big. We all b- believe this is the beginning of something big that God wants to do here, don't we? I mean, I think. What what do you think is going on here? What do you think the Holy Spirit is doing in Austin? Say so one of the things I see. Um, I see a lot of millennial um, fallout in the church. I've got three sons in that age group, and. Um, one of them's engaged in some sort of church experience. The other two basically aren't, and most of their friends aren't. And so what I see is a return to a small group, home church type of deal, and that's something God's placed on my heart. I don't know that I'll ever go back to the, the big traditional church, and some of them are fantastic. I love them, but there's something happening in the small group realm, and it would be awesome to see influencers play a role in that. Uh, so for me, that's what I'm seeing is a, a rebirth of the younger generation who's looking for something real and tangible and relational, uh, not informational. Hmm. Okay. How about you guys? Any? I think that in great darkness, light <laughs> shines very brightly. You talk mm-hmm. about Austin? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for real, right? And I think that, you know, there is a a real hunger for people to know the Lord around here, you know? And I think that there's a lot of darkness around as well. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a perfect opportunity for the Lord to... uh, to use, you know, the the journey um, to start to bring people into proximity of Himself, you know? Mm -hmm. To see... One of the things that puzzled me about our group, about us, my mind and my mind, I wanted to meet and find a bunch of middle-of-the-road guys, well-to-do, families are tight, just good church-going guys, right, and take them to the journey. God did just the opposite. He brought brought broken people. (laughs) 
disciples. I said, I said God, wait, wait, wait. This, this, this isn't how you do this. <laughs> no, no. You give me, you know, just help me find people that, that everything is, is going pretty good with them, right? No, that's not who he brings at all. He brings people that don't know up from down, don't know where they're going. They've got decent jobs and doing well there, but they need the power of God in their lives. Mm. And I think they are typical of the people that need the journey. Mm. It's, it's just so perfect case in point, right? It's just, mm. I thank the Lord for that. And I think that's the fundamental reason God started the way he did with the people he did. Mm -hmm. is because those people are representative of Austin. People that need the grace of God in the most superlative way. Mm. So yeah, you've got to be careful and let God pick the people for the journey. Exactly. Don't, don't think you're going to pick them because I think everyone I picked failed. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones but, he picked were amazing and they're still with us. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that is so true. I, can't, I won't mention nobody's name, but the people I picked, they could care less. The people God brought, it's completely different. Mm. And that's what has to happen in Austin because the, the last thing I'll say about that is everyone the Lord has chosen, he's taken deep. Yeah, mm -hmm. he has. He's taken mm -hmm. deep. you got to be ready to he's, receive. I mean, he's taken deep. He's gotten down to their underwear straps man i mean he's taken <laughs> he's taken them deep and when you see those people that he that he takes to the core of their being and then he builds them up himself that's what austin needs millennials you can't do church with millennials they just don't do church well they work so hard they work long hours they go deep in life the lord takes people deep and i think that's i think that's what austin needs mm. and you're already seeing that uh, well, a lot of you guys are already handing out books and already kind of seeding your next journey groups, right? Yes, and, yes. And some of the guys that you led are already doing the very same thing. Very much so, yeah. very much so, because it's been personal and intentional and on purpose with them. Yeah. And the Lord, the Lord has gone deep with them, not just taking them deep, but he's gone deep with them. Mm. And they can't wait to introduce that to other people. Mm. Yeah, and I think we raised them. Uh, there's a book called Training for Trainers. And it's a discipleship church planning uh, methodology where you assume everybody. It used to be every member is a minister in the in the church realm, but the same concept is that you're training trainers. You're not training disciples. You're training people that are going to go and train other people. And so we um, intentionally asked our guys to lead a group uh, session so that they know how to do it and they're ready to do that because. That's what we want to do. We want to be able to take this thing and multiply it. And so they have as much background in it for the most part as we do. So mm -hmm. that's really been a blessing. Yeah. I, and that's what we talked about. We we like that about the new manual is that anybody can lead it, you know, so that yes. you guys have done a good job of getting your guys involved in the in the leading already. So yeah. the, 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 the most difficult thing, and I, I, I think any – any people involved in the journey that are will admit this. If they will admit it, they'll know it to be true. The hardest part about the journey is being real with other people. You have to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And that's something only the grace of God can help a man do. Because mm -hmm. it's not in men to be that way. That's right. Men are not that way by nature. Men are closed by nature. And the Lord opens you up. 
And that's a profound work of the Holy Spirit. And when God can do that among men, God can do anything. Mm, that's right. He can do anything. Well, guys, our, our time is up, but I, man, thank you. Uh, I love the excitement you guys have and the yes, fire sir. that yes, I sir. see yes, happening here. And mm -hmm. uh, so I just want to say to all you guys out there, if, if any of you listening to this uh, have any men that you know in your life or women either who are in Austin and you wanted to get them plugged in with a journey, we got some great guys we can connect them with. So uh, just contact me, go to our website, influencers.org, and get in contact with me on our contact form, and I'll hook you up with these great guys. But uh, anyway, it's really exciting. We'll, uh, we'll give you an update in the future of what's going on in Austin, but uh, the journey is alive and well, I would say, and uh, we're seeing the beginnings of a, of a new region, I think, uh, perhaps. So... Anyway, this is the Influencers Network podcast. Thank you for listening today, and uh, we hope you'll you'll listen in the future. You can listen to these on our website, influencers.org, or you can go to your app on your smartphone and just type in Influencers Global Ministries, and you can find all the podcasts there. So anyway, I'm Brian Craig, your host, encouraging you to keep abiding in Christ and make disciples. We'll see you next time.